Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. I love you too, Jeffrey. Hey, oh, oh we're, we're recording. Uh, oh, of course we got the I love you. Careful. Of course. Welcome back. Welcome back to the No More Singing podcast. So this is the Hey. No more leadership BS podcast. I get the privilege to host this episode. I'm Jeff Geyer from Phoenix Coaching. And let's go around the horn real quick and meet. And if you if you're new to the podcast, that's why we do this. We don't know if this first podcast you've listened to or the how many episodes we got? More than 70 or 80 on here now. So we'll go around the horn and introduce ourselves and we'll start with Miss Myra Hall. Good morning. Good afternoon, Myra. Good morning, Mr. Jeff. You said 70 or 80 episodes, and I don't know exactly. I think we're close to 80. But what's really exciting is we surpassed 100,000 downloads. And That's I know pretty we cool. Said, yeah, we said that a few, but I that is such a huge accomplishment that I want to just take a minute to congratulate all of us. Yes, that, 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 <laughs> that, that, that yeah, there was much, a, much <laughs> by four people. Cool. Uh, well, uh, next, next on my list, yes. Next on my screen here is Dr. Sam Jennings. Hey, say hi to the people, Sammy. Hey, I'm so glad to be here with 360 Clarity, and I help leaders lead leaders. And you started off by saying this is the No More Singing podcast. I think it's more like karaoke. Am I right? <laughs> exactly. And we'll go to the lead singer of the great next, Mr. Jeff Conroy, my good buddy. How's it going? I am outstanding, and it's great to see y'all. I'm excited for today's episode. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, going to be great. And the uh, who's leading today's episode? I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go. Uh, okay. What, one of the things leaders need to do is learn how to tap dance. Here we go. Not only sing, but dance. And speaking wow. of dancers, he's got the legs for it. Mr. Jeff Geoff from McLaughlin. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Consequently, as far as I know, and I think I know you guys fairly decently well, I am the only award-winning karaoke person in the group. I'm just going to put that out there. Nice. I did not know that. We need a sample. Second place Idaho Karaoke Championships. Thank you very much. It was my special gift. Well, now you, you are know. you are special. You're right. Well, I won an open night a mic once when I was 19 years old. Really? Ages ago. Were you See? singing or were you doing comedy or what? No, I was singing. I went. I sang "Summertime," which I love blues. Ah, good song. And yeah, and I won that night. See, wait, now we know. Myra and Jeff, we got karaoke coming up next time. We're yeah, we are. Going. <laughs> we're going to compare and contrast leadership to karaoke. Reunited and it feels so good. All right, before we lose all the listeners, let's get on to our subject for today. It's a broad one. And sometimes if you're a longtime listener to our podcast, you know that sometimes we stray from the initial topic because just the detail of the topic and the complexity of the topic takes us down maybe one tentacle of it. And I'm, I think today's topic is going to be that same thing. And today's topic is about complaining. And 
believe it or not, is their value in leaders receiving complaints. And so I want to start with my thought process that I know at least Conroy shares this as well. When I was leading people, I always um, approached this whole complaint thing this way, that, that employees direct reporter, the brand newest employee can come and bring their concern to me, their complaint to me, which was fine. And I would listen to it and we would address it. And during the addressing process of what's the complaint, the, I required um, employees to have at least one suggested solution to the complaint they were presenting. What can we do to fix this problem? Because it, to me, if they didn't bring a suggested solution to the complaint they had, then they were simply bitching about something. And we wanted our employees to be much more engaged than that. Yes, it's by the problem and then give us a solution or a suggested solution. How do we fix this problem? And I can't tell you how many times I, I would say words like that or similar to employees. And they would say, I don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't have a solution. And really that I don't know answer to what do you think we could do about it? The I don't know answer is really the only unacceptable answer. You have to have a suggested fix to whatever it is you're complaining about, because if you don't, then you're just simply bitching at me and the organization isn't going to benefit from that at all. So with that kind of as a background, Myra, I want to go to you first. There is benefit to people complaining to you as the leader. And let's maybe start there because Usually we thinking is just a negative thing, but it also can be positive. How if number one, if they will come to you with their complaint, then they're not talking to their office mate. And misery loves company. And they it if they get started this group of people, discontent breeds discontent. It, they should hopefully always come be feel free to come to you with a complaint. And with the feeling that you will help them work it out. Complaining underneath the surface is pure poison and it can destroy, my feeling, it can absolutely destroy your office culture if it is not addressed. So complaining, if they're coming to you with complaints, feel free that they're coming to you. So happy that they're coming to you. That it's a real plus. Now, if they don't come with a solution, I feel like it's a leader's responsibility to at least try to dig out what they feel like a solution might be. You might learn something from them. A couple of questions I have used that help is what would you like to see done? And they sometimes that will bring it out. And if they say, I don't know how it can be fixed, what do you not want to happen? If you can get them to tell you not what they don't want, and it's easier to see what they do want. And most people will tell you what they don't want. They already have in a way with their complaint. They've told you they're not happy. So it could be a legitimate complaint or it could be completely different than what they're complaining of. And if you will listen between the lines so many times, we can find out more by a complaint than we're ever going to find out from praise. There you go. So search for the actual problem, not just the symptom that the complaint may be identifying. So yeah, if I see you nodding your head there, what can you add? To I think Myra nailed it. it. It's a good thing if your people are coming to you. Like that's a positive that they're actually willing to come to you with something that's 
a negative that shows that there's that trust process. Because if they're, if there's no trust, if they haven't developed that relationship with you, they're not going to come to you with a complaint. So that's, I think that's a positive, but I really like what Myra said is that sometimes it's that it's not necessarily the complaint that it's what's bugging them. It's something else. And so as a leader, being able to ask those questions, what do you want out of this situation? What would you like to see happen? What would you not want to see happen? What can you do to move the needle forward just a tiny bit? Those questions, oftentimes starting to hear those comments, those concerns would lead you to go, okay, this is what they came in about, but what they're really talking about is a personnel issue. They came in about this, but what they're really needing is the technology is lacking in a certain area and they can't do their job as effectively. There's a bug. We got to get it fixed. It gives you an indicator of what's really going on with the people who's, who've got the boots on the ground. And I think that's vitally important. So it's good on a number of levels. Oftentimes though, as a leader, it's hard because you have to sift through the things that they're saying to get to what really matters. And that can be challenging. And Con, I agree with that. Conor, I, I know in the companies you've been the senior executive at and the experience you've had that, that more than once, just because I think it's part of the deal that you've had people mm-hmm. complaining to you. So give me some of your wisdom, brother. Okay. So I've had my share of people coming when people are unhappy or they have a problem with a coworker, they've come at me with a litany of things. Like, heaven forbid, harassment, they're jerks, they treat people like this, they treat men like this, they treat women like this. And it's, so it's really hard to say, okay, what's your solution? Well, the solution is, it's, it's not that easy. So sometimes you get people that just, don't two people that don't get along very well and you just have bad chemistry. Sometimes you get people that are just malcontents and you're hoping to find them when you're doing the hiring process, but a lot of times that doesn't come out. Some people are just unhappy. And they just like right. to grouse, grouse and complain. So when you say, what's your solution? They really don't have a solution. They just like my dad, your dad just say, they just want to hear their own voice. But what I've always tried to do is I, I prefer constructive criticism as opposed to destructive criticism. So when people would come to me and, com- and complain, I would ask them, okay, so let's try and work this out. How does this look? Or if they've got a problem with a coworker, I'll bring the coworker in. I don't like being the middleman. So let's get the two of you around a table and let's have this conversation. But if they're unhappy with the way some, something's being done at work or a perceived slight against them, it's more of a, let's sit down and let's work this. Let's figure this out because this is unreasonable or this is getting out of hand because you don't want to get an office to start spinning because when an office starts spinning, it's a cancer and, and bad things happen when you got a cancer within your own culture. So I've always strived for a constructive criticism as opposed to a destructive criticism. Work the problem's the issue, not the person. So let's work the problem. Well, there you go. Problem's well, the issue, not problem, the person. Problem. Yeah. yeah, the problem's the issue. So let's find out. Let's find out what the problem is, and let's work this that's out. Good, that's good. And Dr. Sam, I know in your experience in higher edu- education and leading people and being responsible for students and all that, I, I, I can only imagine that you've heard one or two complaints in your career. There's been more than a couple. Yeah, it's been an array as it were. And some complaints are just venting. And so I talked to my staff and they would have the, what we would consider a complaint. I would say, this is that space to do it. Let it all out right here, because this isn't the information you want your staff to have. This isn't for students. This is just for you and me, but to filter away 
beyond all the blue language, whatever you got, let it fly because this is a the space for that. And, and like you guys have said in different ways, if there is a solution necessary, I think like you've all said in different capacities, let's look for the answer. It's not, from my point of view, it's not quite fair to ask the person lodging the quote-unquote complaint for the answer because they may not have the perspective to know what the available options are. But if we can work them into how do we get toward a solution, then we can say, what are your needs? What do you back what you want as an outcome? And then also, there's some things I see that maybe you don't have a vision on that could help either make this solution come to fruition or is going to be a barrier. It's how do we work with that? But by the, the top-notch thing is by that space. Because if they can't let it out with you, they're going to let it out somewhere. And it's going to be less able to manage and make constructive if it's not in your own space. That's funny you should mention that because I used to say that the same thing to my staff. If you got a problem with the way something's going down, come in my office and we'll close the door and I'll tell you the method behind the madness. There's a re- I always do things for a reason. So there's a method behind the madness. But I would also say, let's close the door. Let's pinch. Let's fight. Let's scream. Let's yell. Let's holler. Let's get it out. But when we open the door, we're smoking cigars and having a drink. That's just- Where'd you work? Yeah. <laughs> do they got any old, you still work there? Do you got any old <laughs> no, but I always have something to drink. But that, that's just it. It's We can close the door and- air out the issues and I'll tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing. And there's a bigger picture or anything like that. But when we open that door, we're having drinks and smoking cigars and we're friends because that it's that it's that we're all on the same team. You may not Mm -hmm. like the way I'm doing something, but let's air that out. But when we open the door, it's been aired. Yeah. Dr. Stanley, I thought you brought up an interesting point that when you're asking for suggested solutions, the uh, complainer employee whomever may not have the perspective to answer or to offer a, a total or complete or perfect or even acceptable solution or one that would even work. However, and I agree with that totally. However, I, I like doing that because it shifted our focus from the problem to the saluting yeah. from whatever perspective I had and the employee had. And now we're working to fix things to make them better instead of just complaining about the crap that needs to be fixed. And here's the thing, people, no, no matter where you work, what level you work at, what company you work at, there's always stuff that needs to be fixed. We never get to a point where everything is fixed. It just right. doesn't happen that way. So isn't it yeah. true? Isn't it true that nothing stays static and you think you haven't fixed and it's going to change tomorrow? One point that hasn't been, I don't know, maybe it's brought up a little bit, but if they, if you have a safe space, I love that Sam said is it's, you have a space where you, it's appropriate, even ask to have your complaints put out and without retribution, you're not, nobody's going to retaliate against you or if they would understand this is a, a blow off time. And I think that's important for everybody. The more important thing is that they feel safe doing it and they trust you with it. Cause if they trust you that you will a, listen to them, and B, do your best to be able to address the problem, they'll come back to you again because trust is the most important part of a working relationship. And if you blow them off as they're just bitchers and complainers, or if you take it personal, and it gets when you keep getting complaints, complaints, and especially if you're a middle manager, and I'm just going to throw that out there, and you have no power to address what they're complaining about, or you have very little influence into it, it can feel very heavy. In that case, that's another, that's when you take the complaint process to the next level. 
but don't take it personally and always remember that this is an opportunity to gain their trust and to gain your loyalty because they trust you. So down that path, I'm going to take us down just a slightly darker version of it. And that is sometimes those complaints come with baggage that we didn't see coming where usually not imminent threat to self or others, but possibly a legal entanglement. And so when folks say, I can tell you anything, I can trust you. So yes, however, I'm not going to commit this prison, which is holding a felony in my head, not telling the rest of the world. I'm not going to put myself at that risk. So when those things would come up for me and they didn't always felt felonious, but sometimes, you know, policy or other issues, I would say, you don't have to report this. And this is exactly how I plan to say it. Help me come up with exactly the right words because you've already said you don't, you don't want to be implicated. You don't want to be the rat, that kind of thing. Fine. I can get this information somewhere else. Here's how it's going to get packaged up and set up the chain and start the process rolling. So we've kept the integrity of the individual, kept integrity of the process, and kept integrity of the relationship, even though the conversation certainly went sideways and could have spun out of control, if not managed reasonably appropriately in the moment. Yeah, oh, that, that's a very good point and a, a really good highlight, Dr. Sam, of how complex this entire I- issue is. And it reminded me of people coming to me and say, well, I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want you to tell anybody else. Then my first question always is, then why are you telling me? What, what's the purpose? Why? I don't, if you just need to offload something, to, then tell me that. No, it needs to be fixed. Okay, but you're hamstringing me by not letting me address the problem. And that was usually personnel issues. And I see Conroy smiling. He's had this too. The personnel issues where, you know, employee A doesn't get along with employee B. And so they come, employee A comes to me and says, I'm going to tell you something about employee B, but I don't want you to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And all they're doing is bitching and we're not willing, or they don't have the, I shouldn't say they're not willing. They don't have the skills yet necessary to actually address this issue and make it better. And now we're into learning about communication and being effective and listening actively and all those kind of things. Conrad, see you smiling, buddy. What are you thinking? No, it, you're entirely true. They'll say, I don't tell anybody. This is between us and I can't fix it. The other yeah. thing is, you know, some companies and I've had HR directors and what I tried to get across to people is you can tell HR, but HR's job is to protect the company, not you. That's HR's job. So if they see something that that you're going to tell them that that's endangering the company, they're going to move forward with this. So to come to me and say, hey, this is just between us, and then you're not going to allow me to fix it. it it's, it's really quite frustrating. It's very frustrating. I, I agree with that. McLaughlin, let's get you in here. We're getting close on time here, but your whole thing at Professionals at Play is to teach people to have fun. And to me, fun and complaining, they don't belong in the same space. What's up? It's funny you should say that because fun is a very objective term. Fun for me not, might not be fun for you, but play is a generally accepted term. We can say play and people go, okay, cool. We know what play means. Some people might think playing certain activities are fun. Some people might not, but the play part is still an objective term. So it's interesting because a lot of times people will complain about certain things or activities until they start to do it and they start to see the result. Oh, yeah. See the result if they can go, I don't necessarily like to do this thing, but I see that it's actually benefiting me, myself, the team, the rest of the people, then I can get on board with that and I can see this as a potential solution. And so 
that play fun aspect of things. I think it also opens up the possibility for people to develop that trust so that they can sometimes solve those issues with each other versus the actual having to go up the chain of command. If they can have the relationship, if they can have the trust, if they can have the communication skills to do the problem, solve the problem themselves, then they just go, okay, cool. We can talk about this issue and I'm venting and okay, cool. And now we can coach each other and say, wait, what can we do about that? How are we going to, what's the solution? And then all of a sudden you've got an environment where people are empowered to take care of and find the solution to the issues that they're dealing with. And that's a group of people you want to work with because they're like, cool, we got a problem. What's the solution? Here's what we thought of. Does this need to go up? It does. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the problem. Here's how we're going to fix it. Does that work? Yes. Cool. Great. Let us go and let us. That's a huge win for an organization. There you go, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Back that up. Back the podcast up a minute and a half or so and listen to that again. McLaughlin just gave you the step-by-step, a step-by-step process that you can use to fix this. Hey, we are out of time for this episode of the No More Leadership BS podcast. And hey, reach out to us. If you've listened to this before, you already know this, but our email address, ask us at leadershipbs.co. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. We're on social media all over the plate. You can uh, interact with us there as well. And and in the show notes, they are bios of the five of us. And we all have telephone numbers. If you want to go old school and just call us, reach out to us. That would be um, great. And so... For Myra Hall, Dr. Sam Jennings, Mr. Jeff Conroy, and Mr. Jeff Geoff McLaughlin, I'm Jeff Geyer, and stay tuned. Next week, I'm pretty sure you're going to hear some of us sing karaoke. Have a great week and uh, lead people well. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.